Hello and welcome back to another episode of the On the Sideline podcast with Jackson and Kyle. I am Jackson and I'm joined here as always by the man who always says there is one man you do not bet against in sports and it is Kadarius Tony. Kyle, Kyle, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Kadarius Tony flipped the game. Um, <laughs> incredible stuff there. And um, I got to say, weird Super Bowl. Like it felt like the game happened so fast. I like couldn't even build myself up myself up for the end of it. Like all of a sudden it's like I look up and there's like two minutes left. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, it did. It definitely well, the way that the I mean, the Eagles had like a an eight minute drive in the second quarter that really like uh just sort of uh you know they, they fast forwarded it. Uh we have a, 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 a super chat, a fifty dollar super chat. Uh right. thank you. Uh, yeah, saying Kyle, Nick Bolton almost did it for you. <laughs> yeah, Nick Bolton, the Super Bowl MVP, really almost happened. Uh, that would have been incredible. I don't know what we would have done uh, if Nick Bolton really won Super Bowl MVP. I'm assuming it was Mahomes, right? I I, I did not choose say it too. Mahomes won it, right? Mahomes did win it. Yes. Yeah. I, I it was it was either that or uh, Andy Reid, I guess. Uh, yeah, Andy Reid was phenomenal. I I mean. I think you could honestly make a case Nick Bolton was the best player on the field. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, really, he, yeah, definitely. He, he was excellent. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's going to go to the quarterback. Game Mahomes was really good too. So we're going to get into all that. Um, you know, I kind of jumped us right in there. Where do you want to start? Yeah, we have so much to get to. I I love this Super Bowl. I had a great time watching this. I thought this was awesome. Uh, I, I, the one thing I have to say though is it's unfortunate how it ended. It, it just is. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Kyle. I don't know what take you're on. I am in take. Uh, people are crying. I think this is, it was a weak call. I think that's fair. But the idea that the Chiefs are won the Super Bowl because of that call, I think is silly. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had time to calm down a little bit. Because the thing. Okay, we I can mean, argue they, about it. That's fine. Yeah. No, because, you know, I was upset at the time because I just mm-hmm. felt like it took it took away any chance of anything else. Like. Sure, we're all we were all rooting for yeah. to see uh, Jalen Hurts go down and see if he can tie it. Yeah, I mean, at least I, I would have just liked to see, like it would have been so much better if Chiefs. You know, I guess there's no guarantee with Bucker with how he played in that game. You know, it would have been nice to just see the Chiefs kick the field goal and then give the Eagles a chance to go down and tie the game, right? But that was mm-hmm. the problem is that it took that moment away from us. It took that opportunity, and it took a real moment, I think, from Jalen Hurts in this game away from him because I thought he was excellent. Um, yeah, I thought he was maybe, you know, I mentioned all the cheap, you know, Bolton and all that. He might've been the best player on the field period. I thought he was awesome. And, um, yeah. So I felt like that's what took it away from us. And I mean, look, it's just like, I hate to, you know, do this referee thing again. Everyone's going to do the referee thing tomorrow. Everything's everyone's going to do the referee recording tonight on their podcasts. But like, mm-hmm. this was the biggest play of the game. And you know what? I know James Bradbury said he thought it was a hold. I would be upset if I was a fan and it was the first quarter on the opening drive of the game on a third and nine in a, in our territory, and they called that a holding call. Never mind that it was the biggest play of the game. Like, like you know, the, the automatic rebuttal when we complain about offensive line holding or something like that is that, well, if they called that, it'd be holding every play. And I just watched that play, and I'm like, okay, if they called that, they're going to call holding on the secondary every every single time. That's just how it would be. Every time there's press coverage, they'd be holding that if that was a penalty. And I didn't even think it was a good throw. It didn't even seem like it disrupted Juju's motion that much. And it just seemed like the throw was way off and the play was way off. That's why I felt like it was a bailout situation. 
Yeah, I actually I have the clip. I'll play it uh, a couple times. So you see right here is where it's held. It's at the beginning of the clip. You see him kind of hold him. That's where they called it, uh, right when Juju Smith-Schuster was about to break. Uh, it, it, it disrupts his motion a little bit. It does. It's not a massive hold. I agree. I thought it was a weak call. Uh, I did think it affected the throw a little. Uh, you know, it made Smith-Schuster a little bit slower getting there. And, you know, while I get it, uh, this is something where I do think that if this was in the first quarter, uh, I also thought the broadcast, I thought they didn't do a great job at showing the play. I thought that, you know, yeah. they, they showed the play basically mid-hold, which, like, that doesn't really help. You know, that makes it look like it's way weaker. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I thought that if this was in the first quarter, I don't think there's the controversy behind it. And, you know, yeah. I think everyone says, well, it's the big moment. You can't, you know, if you if you call, don't let, let the players play in the big moment. Well, I don't know. Smith-Schuster would have had a I believe it's Smith-Schuster, right, who was uh, – getting held uh he would have had a chance to potentially catch that football had he not gotten slowed down uh, i don't know if he would have got it it seems unlikely but maybe that's what caused it and if he lost the opportunity to potentially get a touchdown there like then the chiefs fans are angry so you got to yeah. call it the way you see it i thought it was a weak call i did but at the same time like bradbury completely got away with a hold uh that gave that uh gave the chiefs the ball or uh, gave the eagles the ball uh in the second quarter so you know uh i think it's fair to complain about the call. It's not fair to say that the call was what allowed the Chiefs to win, in my opinion. But, you know, the Chiefs winning meant I win the, the pick em show of the year and the uh, Eagles yeah. winning meant you would do it. So maybe that's why. Yeah, and it's just a, uh, you know, I, I bet on the Chiefs, you know, so I, I won money on it. And I still felt like, I don't know, it just felt weird because I felt like they were going to get three out of the way. It just would have been nice to see the Eagles go down and try because both of these teams were playing pretty awesome most of this game. The big thing for me was just that – um I had a train of thought here. Oh, the Chiefs in the second half were just masterfully amazing. And this was this was an Andy Reid special more than anything else, I felt like. Everything that he called up, like, I thought Mahomes was pretty good in this game. I, I think I tweeted during the game, like, Jalen Hurts was having an I'm him moment. And I was like, Mahomes hasn't really had to, like, go full takeover mode. And I don't, I didn't really feel like he ever really needed to. He didn't need to because everything was so easy for him, it felt like, in this game because everything they dialed up was just awesome in the second half, and they just walked the ball down the field in this Eagles defense, and that was bigger thing than it's a, um, you know, that's that's the bigger thing than anything else about this game is that the Chiefs made adjustments in the second half. They got easy throws, easy completions, and they converted a ton of first downs off it. And oh, we have overlap 618 uh, in the chat. I just made an insane amount of money on a Chiefs Super Bowl victory. What a call. Thanks for another great season, boys. Bad luck. We never saw Jackson in that penguin suit. Hey, uh, you know, maybe we get Lamar Jackson and we can make it happen overlap. Uh, thank you for the uh, super chat. We, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, overlap. And uh, thanks for tuning into the show every week. Everybody's tuned in all season, all through the year, 24 7. We're here every week. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, what, what even you if it's your first show, we appreciate it too. Yeah, a little bit less, but a little bit too. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. I want to go back to the, uh, just to put a bow on the the, the call thing for a second. Because uh, just to, cl to clarify my final point, because I see some people in the chat saying, uh, I haven't questioned. All I want to say is, I think that it's a penalty. It's, it's in the gray area. I think it's clearly to one side of the gray area but it is something that we you know this is the uh leak this is the crew that calls the most penalties in football again bradbury himself said that he was trying to get away with it uh which is what he was doing earlier in the game i saw some people saying but the consistency is the issue they weren't calling that in the earlier i agree 
someone brought up a point that maybe they had Warren Bradbury and uh, that's why it was, it was called in that spot, which is possible. I don't know. Uh, but I think if that didn't happen, the consistency is an issue. It shouldn't have been called given the way the game has gone. But I just think that uh, you put yourself in a bad situation when you have that tug. Uh, and when you when you decide to hold and see if you can get away with it, you deserve whatever outcome you get. Yeah. Not to mention, like, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll never know what was said on the field, obviously. But, mm-hmm. you know, if Bradbury is saying he was trying to get away with it, like, I don't know if he's going to try and get away with it if he's been warned twice, too. So that's I don't, possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all up in the air. I, I just don't think... I, the call should have been made in that spot. Honestly, that's fine. I, I don't. I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I, I. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't like love the call. I just think that it's like, eh. I didn't love that. That. That's. That's my reaction to it. Like I don't. I think it's like, oh my god, the the Chiefs got screwed, uh, or, or the Eagles got screwed. You know, NFL rigged. Trust me, if the NFL is rigging the game, uh, the, rigging the league, they're not doing it for Kansas City, Kyle. Uh, Kansas City, they're not like we have to get the big market of Kansas City in all these big games. I know Mahomes is a big draw. Uh, they're doing it for the Giants or something. Yeah, that's probably true. The Jets would be in the playoffs a lot more. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they could have they could have gotten the Jets in the playoffs if they if they wanted to rig it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the big thing to me was that I just don't think the Eagles played that well in the second half, and I thought the Chiefs sure. played excellently, and I thought that kind of flipped the game because I thought the Eagles played excellently in the first half, and the Chiefs were not on you know up to scratch in the first half, and it completely flipped the game. The only thing was in the first half they kept the Chiefs in it was that big defensive touchdown. Outside of that, they were awesome, and the Eagles were not in the second half, and it was a, a completely flipped game. Yeah, uh, I you know no, uh, let, let, yeah. Let's start there. Let's start with the start of the ending and kind of the the second half comeback. You you brought up Andy Reid already. Let, let's talk about Andy Reid. This is really a masterclass uh, by Andy Reid. The the back to back plays of uh, having Kadarius Tony in motion. You see that uh, there's uh, you know I'm in my video. There's like this great still frame of. Uh, Darius Slay completely turning his head, call, telling his safety, like, hey, we got to get a switch here. Uh, I'm going to play safety. You know, you covered uh, Kadarius Tony on the other side, and Tony's just already running the other direction, uh, ready yeah. to get wide open. I mean, it was just, they completely got him. And then I'd never seen it before where they say, let's just do the same thing on the other side of the field. Hopefully they haven't talked to each other. Uh, you know, it's, it's only <laughs> one drive later, and they got a touchdown that way, too. Uh, again, th- that back to back play call by Andy Reid, that you could argue that won them the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, his play calling was excellent in this game. He dialed everything up, everything he wanted to. It seemed like he had in the bit in the second half, and there was also good plays made by the wide receivers. I mean, the interesting thing to me was just that, like, like the the second one, it was hard to tell whose fault it really was, right? Like, it seemed like there was a bunch of guys who kind of just jumped at the quarterback, and then all of a sudden, Sky Moore is just leaking out of that play for a touchdown. On the first play, it seems like you know Slay is trying to hurry, get someone over, watch the crossing route, and then. Tony just completely reverses on him and he's not even ready for it. And mm-hmm. that's why you go get a caliber, you know, an athlete of the caliber of uh Canarius Tony at the trade deadline Four plays like that for that punt mm-hmm. return too. things like that really flipped the game. But yeah, I mean, it just seemed like he was completely in his bag tonight. And it was, you know, they had that, you know, ring around the rosy thing where they end up throwing it in the back of the <laughs> end zone, but they try mm-hmm. it. It just seemed like he wanted to die. He left everything out on the field in that second half when I didn't think he called a great game in the first half. He had a fourth down opportunity also, but in the second half, it felt like he adjusted everything. He dialed everything up and he was excellent. Yeah. And even in the first half, he had that one great play call, uh, which I don't know if it, I don't think it helped him at all, but where he had like multiple players on, it was like a screen pass to the offense's right. 
It's like Travis Kelsey and someone else who was lined up to the offense's left are both yelling at the sideline. Like, what are we supposed to do? But they're just they're standing still and they're in their place. And then uh, they threw it to the other side of the field, uh, which, again, seemed like the Eagles were still ready for it. I don't think it helped them at all, but it's just kind of fun. Uh, also, I believe on that second uh, touchdown, I believe there was a corner who was just already further downfield because he saw Sky Moore going in motion. I think that's what happened. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, again, anytime you're saying, what is the defense even doing there? Usually a good play call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it too started with the way they were able to run the ball in the second half, because I thought where they kind of ran it, they ran into a bit of issues. I thought in like the, the middle of the second quarter, I think it was where they had a couple punts. They didn't get the ball a whole lot in this game. That was the best thing that the Eagles did is kept them off the field. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to do against the chiefs, no matter what, no matter how healthy Mahomes is. And I felt like earlier in the game, the big thing was that like, you know, you want to keep that team off the field, but also if the chiefs are going to abandon the run game, it made it so easy. It felt like for this defensive line early to get pressure and they got pressure early in the game. They didn't sack Mahomes, but they got pressure. It, it felt like a lot early in the game. And in the second half, there was just no pressure because every time they ran the ball, everybody was two yards upfield. And then Pacheco had a big second half and that opened up a lot of the pass plays too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think I think that's uh, well. You brought the possessions. What's kind of what's even more impressive about this from the Chiefs' perspective? They scored thirty-eight points here. Uh, I, you know, they, their offense scored thirty-one points in eight possessions in this game. I mean, they had they had the ball eight times. The Eagles had the ball ten times. Uh, the Chiefs were able to still get the victory. And again, it helps when your guy Nick Bolton gets the uh, the, the fumble recovery touchdown. That obviously makes it. Uh, you know, help helps flip things, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, just incredible. Yeah, so it was an impressive performance from the Chiefs, and now it's two Super Bowls in three years in this offense. You know, I, I thought you know what two Super what Bowls wanna... in four years, Kyle. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, you know, just you know, talking out loud with this Chiefs offense now. So I mean, the Mahomes of all of it. Like I said, I didn't really think he had to do a whole lot. But I thought he was really good at what he did do. And, I mean, this kind of felt like a, a microcosm of the season for the Chiefs, where we talked about in the pregame, the Chiefs are going to – the Chiefs have spent all offseason planning to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And mm. it felt like they beat the Philadelphia Eagles by taking the check down passes, taking the flat routes, taking the outside receivers over there, and not really stretching the ball downfield. I can't even remember, like, one singular – like. 25 30 yard play in this game for the chiefs it just felt like it was methodical and it was easy for them yeah like their their explosives were over the middle uh and the you know i remember there was they they went for mvs down the field but he mvs has to figure out that when you're in one-on-one -on, -one on the outside you don't turn towards the middle of the field you turn towards the sideline what is this guy doing always oh, turning to, okay uh besides the point um you know other than that you're right i mean the uh and also uh, you know, there little things of Andy Reid did with Travis Kelsey. Kelsey was huge in this game. Didn't do as much in the second half, but still had a great catch in the second half. But like, uh, I love it where it's zone coverage. They have to hit Kelsey on an over the middle route. Uh, and so, like, okay, that's what you're going to do. They have him fake as it was going over the middle, go back to the outside, gets wide open that way. Again, so many good things. Also, uh, the great overlap, 618. Once again, another 49.99 uh super chat thank you overlap are you guys looking for a third wheel next year i can drink on camera and talk nonsense with the best of them if you need to shake things up let me know uh we'll let you know overlap uh yeah uh, i think i think we're probably okay i think we do a yeah. good job drinking on camera and talking nonsense but i appreciate the offer 
Yeah, we definitely got the nonsense part down, so that's for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yes, uh, so it's an overlap guest star fire. Okay, but listen, if the chat wants it, I don't know, but uh, I think we're think we're gonna be uh, just us for now. I feel like, I don't know letting strangers on the on the podcast that feels like a way to get banned. I'll be off YouTube. I feel like that's a bad idea. Yeah, it feels like radio people call you know calling into radio stations. It's always like a mixed bag. I'm sure overlap's uh-huh. great, but then. You know, once we o- once we open that for everybody, then you know, you never know who's going to show up. Yeah, I don't want some some hater to then see that and then donate like a hundred dollars just to then you know come in. We we uh, too big too dangerous of a precedent. Uh, back to the Super Bowl. So many things to talk about here. Um, w- with all of this, you know, I I really did feel like the offensive line for the Chiefs. You know, everyone kept talking about the the Eagles' offensive line. Not enough people talked about the Chiefs' offensive line, which I agree. Uh, the the Eagles got pressure early on, but like you said. In that second half, I mean, they weren't as good as the Eagles' offensive line, but they felt like in a typical year they could be the best offensive line in football. Yeah, yeah, they were really good, and yeah, I mean, it was just it it was really impressive to see how they handled this Philadelphia defensive line, which no one's really handled at all this season. You know, this Philadelphia defense it seemed like they handled better than anybody else had, and a lot of it just had to do with it just. I couldn't tell if it was a lot of the blocking schemes or it was just, it felt like every guy on Philadelphia's defensive line was caught way upfield on every big play of this game. Right. Like it seemed like mm-hmm. they were trying to hunt Mahomes rather than, you know, play their usual assignments. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, again, and Mahomes moved well in this one too. Mahomes had yeah. six carries in this one for 44 yards. And the biggest one, every time at the end of the game, Mahomes has some uh, just, the dagger is always a home scramble. Like how does he how does he do this all the time? Yeah, I mean, he's really hard to defend. He really is. He stepped up into the pocket one time and made a big play out of it. He had a twenty six yard run, and that was really it. He didn't move that much after that. Besides that, but that was the biggest play of the game. It felt like at the time because he was able to generate something out of nothing at that point, and that was a huge spark plug for this offense because it was. I mean, what was the score at that point? It was. Um, I'm trying to find the play. The the uh, scramble at the end. Well, I was talking about when it was tied. Uh, but are you talking about something else? No, the scramble at the end. Yes, that's what I meant. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's you know, it was a huge play in the game, definitely. Yeah, and he had a couple other key ones as well. Kyle, I have an insane stat. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been trailing double digits in a playoff game six times in his career. Uh, he's won four of them. Uh, how is it possible this guy is above five hundred in the playoffs when trailing double digits? Yeah, I think I saw something. He's fifteen and ten overall when trailing by <laughs> double digits. Absurd. I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty good number, I would say. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this, 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 this starts slow. I don't know. I don't get it. Let's talk about uh, their, let's talk about their defense and what happened uh, against the Eagles. Because you know we talked about it earlier. Jalen Hurts was amazing in this game. If, if yeah, I don't know if the Eagles hold on to win this. We're talking about Jalen Hurts as, like, what does this mean for Jalen? I mean, this is, talk about a legacy-defining game that he unfortunately didn't get to have. And, like, what if it's not called holding at the end there, and he marches down the field, gets a touchdown, they they win 42-38? to 38. I mean, talk about, and I mean, this is a, at least a Nick Foles-type performance of, again, it's crazy the parallels that these two teams, that th- these two uh, situations had. Uh, let's have uh, Joe in the chat saying Eagles losing, Giants winning. Yeah, uh, rest of the NFC uh, East having a great time uh, here in this one. But it's crazy. The parallels for that this had with 2017 is insane. Just the difference is that, you know, the Eagles weren't able to pull off this comeback. 
Yeah, it was. Or just it was. Yeah, it was a really incredible game, and I thought, you know, I didn't think a lot of guys on this Philadelphia offense played that well. I thought he was dragging them through a lot of it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I thought Smith played well. I thought Brown played well. Goddard had some really nice catches. Yeah, he had some, like, insane catches. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, though, like, who else was really great? They didn't run the ball well, which was really uncharacteristic, and I thought what kind of stopped them in the second half and slowed them down because they were moving the ball up and down the field that felt like most of the game. The second half, they kind of stalled, and a lot of that I felt like had to do with the running game kind of stopped working. And it was really just Hurts kind of extending drives when they needed to. That 17-play drive, it only resulted in a field goal, and they probably wanted to get seven there. But that was all Hurts on that one, and he was amazing. And, I mean, I mean, if we're being real, he was the best quarterback in this game, right? He he dropped the ball uh, and threw it behind himself. I think that Mahomes was the better quarterback in the game. I think that Hurts and Mahomes were both amazing, but Hurts made the big mistake. Uh, and I think that's why I would still go Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, that's fair because, I mean, that defensive touchdown is really the difference at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I don't know. For such a young player. He was amazing. His, he was amazing. Yeah. I think Mahomes was also amazing. It, it was a different kind of amazing. Uh, he was definitely the flashier quarterback in this game. Yeah, I felt like there was just more burden on his shoulder in this game, given the circumstances, given the play call, and given all that. And I thought he really stepped up to the challenge. Like you said, he made basically – I thought he made two mistakes, and then he got burned on one of them because he almost got intercepted by Juan Thornhill. Yeah, too. but that was right after the fumble too. Yeah, and then it seemed like you know it seemed like he was rattled for a second there, and then he just kind of calmed down and you know did everything he had to do for most of the game. It just wasn't enough. Yeah, um, uh, again uh, – I don't know. Uh, listen, uh, you know, someone's saying, don't do that. Uh, Hurst is the better quarterback. Give him respect. That fumble shouldn't have mattered. No, Hurst was amazing in this game. I'm just saying, I think Mahomes is a little better. I think Hurts was also awesome in this one. And again, some of those deep throws were were fantastic. Jalen Hurts is an amazing quarterback. And this was, I don't know, uh, definitely a, a career-defining game for him, even though it wasn't a loss. It, it was to me though it wasn't even just like that it was like he had the third and 13 to Goddard that he put mm-hmm. right over the top of the corner i mean like I, it just it it felt super easy for mahomes and a lot of that is because mahomes is great but at the same time like i felt like kc alex smith could have come in and made some of those plays you know and i felt like hertz was the best player on the offensive side of the ball for philadelphia that was the big thing i thought alex smith getting a ricochet shot here you know, he's a fine quarterback. He's not... was know. an MVP candidate that one year. Was he? <laughs> yeah, his last year in Kansas City. Yeah, he was fine. And then they got rid of him, and everyone's like, what are you doing? And then Patrick Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Yeah, that tells me all you need to know about a quarterback. All right, well, while we're... Uh, sure. While we're uh, arguing this stupid argument about who was the better quarterback in this game, which is fun, uh, I don't know. Uh, someone brings up, right up in the chat... Uh, which uh, is, I think, I can't find a comment now, but uh, about the, you know, Eagles offensive line. Listen, Kyle, uh, I could have had a court. I, I guarantee you, I would have had that first rushing touchdown if I was behind that offensive line. Yeah, the first rushing touchdown, sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, that sneak thing that they have, it's really annoying, isn't it? Like, it yeah. works every time, and it's just like anytime they get to third and two, third and one, fourth and two, fourth and one, they're running that play, and they're basically getting it every time. It's impossible to defend. 
Well, and the Eagles, I mean, that's that was kind of the difference. I thought that was the diff- bigger difference in this game early on was their fourth down decision going for it, uh, where they had two conversions, but they also had that, you know, the penalty uh, that allowed them to get the convert another conversion there. Uh, and they ended up 11 for 18 on third downs. Uh, and again, all those like third and shorts, they were just getting it consistently. Uh, it was just so, so frustrating for the Chiefs of like, you you try to you get yourself in the third down situations and then just find ways to get it and it wasn't just third and shorts they were getting third and longs as well their third down uh game was really good up until they had a couple of uh, stops uh towards the end there yeah by the way over 39 and a half first downs easiest cash i had i gotta say um nice <laughs> yeah um so i guess there 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 was one spot where so they had fourth and three it would have been a dangerous play because it was their own 32 with about 10 and a half minutes left they had fourth and three, and they decided to punt. Would you have considered going for it there, given how the second half was going? Yeah, I would have. Um, again, Nick Sirianni is a very aggressive coach. Uh, he's you know one of the better coaches at that in football. Um, I, I think you go for it there. I think that's the right call. Yeah. I think that given the way the game is going, your team has a really good chance of converting that fourth down and three. Field position, and again, Turns out, knowing what we know now, taking a knee would have been better than punting because the punt got them all, you know, basically uh, got them inside the five-yard line. But, you know, even if it's a solid punt, I think that the field position is just not that valuable in that situation compared to keeping possession. Yeah, I think that was a big spot, too. And, uh, you know, Sirianni had been, like you said, he'd been one of the more aggressive head coaches basically this whole season. Mm-hmm. And that was a real opportunity to kind of make his mark. And, you know, we gave all this credit to Andy Reid. I thought Sirianni coached a pretty good game for the most part, but that was his real chance to have his moment. And, you know, I, I can't blame him at the end of the day for punting. That's a really tough spot. But, A, it was a bad punt. It was a good return. And mm-hmm. it really kind of just set you up for failure at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, it was funny how, you know, we talked about on the, the podcast, I believe my exact uh, – my exact thing was like, are, are we concerned about you're putting, you know, uh, Aaron Sippos in here? He hasn't punted in a while. Uh, are, are we concerned about maybe him having a bad punt? I think you even said like, yeah, what are they doing here? Uh, what, what are they doing yeah. putting him in there? Like, that's that's a mistake. I think that was exact, your exact words when I said he was going to play. You're like, that's a mistake. And uh, yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like anyone who hasn't played a football game since December to step into a game and, you know, ask to be meaningful. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't play for a reason, you know. Right. It wasn't because he wasn't Mm -hmm. healthy at this point. It was because they weren't ready to put him into a game and ask him to be, you know, impactful for it. So, yeah, I just – I don't like that situation at all. And, yeah, I kind of burned them. I really think it did because it wasn't a good punt and it was a really low punt too. They only kicked the ball 38 yards and there was no coverage downfield. Yeah, and Kyle, I'm just saying uh, Jamar Chase has never had a key uh, punt return oh uh, in in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, you know, people people are asking the question, who really was the best receiver of that draft class? Uh, you know, uh, they, you know, maybe my take wasn't so bad. Uh, it was a little bad. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't great. Okay, let me have this one. Although, I mean, if he can stay healthy, he fits this offense incredibly well, right? Oh, he'll stay healthy. Yeah, no, no problem. This will, this will, finally, this will be where he turns around. No, uh, back to the, uh, you know, talk about Nick Sirianni. I had a couple of nitpicks. Again, overall, he was a net positive in this game. I think that's fair to say. All, you know, uh, all these fourth down decisions he made really worked out well. Um, a couple of nitpicks, like, you know, that fourth down, I'm not going to hold that against him. I don't know who does go for it in that situation to fourth down and three. Although I have to say, now that I bring it up, Remember Doug Peterson went for it on fourth and one. It was the same thing. 
right? The mm-hmm. Patriots had thrown back to take the lead, uh, but he goes for it on fourth and one. They convert. They end up scoring a touchdown to retake the lead uh, in that Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, uh, interesting parallels there. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I also thought that I was surprised they completely went away with running the ball. And running the ball with Jalen Hurts, too, uh, towards the end there, where you had – they were up three points. They had just converted a fourth down and one, and they throw the ball three times do not get a first down, have to kick a field goal. And then when they get the ball back, you know, prior to that fourth and three, they didn't go, uh, conver- they didn't go for it on. They threw the ball three more times and did not get a first down. I feel like they could have mixed it up a little bit more. That's what they do. Again, these are nitpicks, but uh, I-, I-, I didn't love that. But it's a good point though, because I mean, the identity of this team, we have talked about this before. They get out to these big leads, which is what they did. And I think if you watch the first half of this game, I think any Eagles fan watching the first half of this game would say this is Eagles football. We're going to jump on these guys. We're going to, you know, run the ball effectively. And we're going to keep these these defenses off balance. Um, And at this point, like, that's exactly what you wanted to do. And then usually in the second half, they suck the life out of the football game. They completely mm-hmm. wear a team down. They run the ball. They they bring it back. They run the ball. I hardly saw any read options in this game. Like legitimately, like it was right. very little read options. It felt like in this spot. And I don't know why they went away. From, like, was this an overthinking situation? You have two weeks to prepare for a game. You're getting cute with it. You're the best read option team in the NFL. Like that should be, that should be your bread and butter, especially when you have a lead at any point in the second half. It just felt like a, that felt like a weird spot because that was their identity and they kind of they kind of missed that. Yeah, and and I get that the the yards per carry by their running backs weren't great in this one, but hey, you can use Hertz, uh, who you know again had four point seven yards per carry and would have had more if three of those didn't end with him getting into the end zone. You know, again, like those quarterback sneaks make it worse. Like his design runs were really working, uh, even on you know a fourth down and six that uh, the. the gap got clogged up and he was able to make something happen and get a first down anyways and get a 28 yard run um i thought that they could have done more with that and i think that it's kind of one of those things where you you want to lose doing what you do best and they didn't do that in this one and again hurts played well throwing the football but i think that just sprinkling a little bit more runs in there would be uh would have been better i thought yeah, I thought so too. And I don't know. Maybe they just got over infatuated with how easy it was to throw downfield because, I mean, I don't know what the hell Kansas City was doing downfield. I'd like to see the all 22 on it, but it felt like every play guys were open. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and that uh, Devonta Smith, I, I don't know how that happens in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, blowing a coverage like that. Yeah, Sneed's just not even looking at him. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, outside of one pass breakup, it seemed like, you know, even Quez Watkins had a play downfield that they kind of dropped. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just felt like that, you know, they could have drew that number up whenever they wanted. But still, that's not the Eagles' identity. They, they're not a quick-drive football team specifically. You know, they mm-hmm. want to run the ball. They want to control tempo, which is kind of what you want to do against Kansas City. And I just felt like if you could have had that shot anytime you wanted, if you could have had that deep ball anytime you wanted – you could have just waited to throw that when you're absolutely desperate. I felt like that was an absolute time to run the ball and control this clock still. Yeah. Elijah in the chat saying Jackson advocating for a team to run the ball more is something you don't see often. Yes, very true. Uh, I'm not a not a run I'm not a run the damn ball guy. But especially like again, uh, you know, first down and ten, uh, when they were in field goal range, up three points which it felt like being up six points meant you were going to be losing. Like it felt like the Chiefs were just going to score a touchdown. I know that's not actually how it works, but uh, that's just how it felt. And the Chiefs go, they're playing cover two man. 
I mean, that's the mm-hmm. coverage that is trying to stop the pass. That is, we're going to stop the pass here. You got to run the football there, I thought. Um, but again, it, it is nitpicky because uh, if, you know, their th- their passing was working better than running was in that game. Yeah, and Hertz was on a heater in. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think I, I had been somewhat skeptical of Hertz a lot of this season. And I think he answered those questions and more because this was the biggest spot. And like you said, the biggest takeaway from this game for the Eagles, although you're 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 upset that you lost, is that he was amazing in this game. He just truly was. And, uh, you know, I think that offense is going to be special going forward. I know Hertz is going to get a contract here, but that is uh, that is definitely something to build upon and uh, still feel good about in the future. Yeah, I, I know that their future looks bright. I know all this stuff. I, I view this as a missed opportunity, Kyle. I do. I think that this is an opportunity where Hertz he wasn't a first-round pick, so he has one more year left until he gets uh, paid. Uh, that's where we're at right now. Uh, he, he's in his last year of his rookie deal. You have another year, and the NFC looks terrible. So you should, you know, you're the favorites to go back. Other, I guess San Francisco might be the favorites, but see, you and San Francisco are the two favorites in the NFC still. Uh, you're in a good spot, but. You were this close to pulling off the victory. You had a double-digit lead at the half. Now just a second team to, uh, you know, blow a, a halftime double-digit lead. I'm sure you remember the first one very well. Uh, also, interesting, interestingly enough, there's been five double-digit uh, comebacks in Super Bowl history. Four of them were 10-point uh, comebacks, and the other one was obviously Super Bowl 51. Uh, Brady had two of them, uh, and now Mahomes has two of them. And then the Washington Redskins had one like 30 years ago uh, where they were down like 10 nothing, and then like one like scored like 30 straight points or something. Yeah, uh, we can not count that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but basically, in the modern era, Brady has two and Mahomes has two. Kind of interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm still pretty high on this Eagles team, though. I still think it's really mm-hmm. talented. I don't know what their free agency situation looks like. I'm assuming based on some of the guys they got for cheap this year, like some of those guys are going to have to be paid. But at the same time, like, they have picks number 10 and 31 in this year's draft. They can, you know, get a couple starters, I think, early in the draft. And and they can, you know, pay some of these guys and then, you know, deal with Hurts next season. And I think a lot of that's going to be fine. But at the same time, it will be something that has to be addressed eventually. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think they'll be mostly okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing to me was this defense couldn't get a stop, right? Like, they felt helpless for a defense that looked so dominant most of the year. Like they just couldn't figure out, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure out this offense at all. And we said, you know, the, the short passing game was something that kind of burned them this season and it didn't and the running game too, especially. And those two things kind of showed up in this game. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, again, Travis early on, it was like, oh, Travis Kelsey is here to play. Uh, that you know, very quickly, kind of remind you know that that first drive where he had two big catches made you say, okay, yeah, uh, this is not a team that uh, is easy to stop. I, you know, part of why we both picked Kansas City, I think, is because we both felt like there's so many different options, so many different guys who can come through, and it really wasn't the passing game that was. Uh, a huge, fa- I mean, again, Mahomes had 182 yards, which is just kind of crazy. I think I thought he played well, you know, uh, and part of it was eight possessions that obviously makes it look lower, but you know, there's always different guys who come through Justin Watson. I thought made a really key play uh, to pick up a decent amount of yards. And then Juju Smith-Schuster with the 53 yards and he draws the holding regardless of uh, if you think it should have been called or not, it was, and he was the one who drew it. So, 
you know, it's always a different guy, it feels like. And he was able to be that guy who was able to, you know, have a decent day in this one. And of course, Tony and Moore each had those touchdowns. Uh, I thought the over the middle stuff worked. I also I have to say, I think this is a bad game by Slay and Bradbury, right? I think that's fair to yeah. say that they did not live up to their what they're supposed to do. They're kind of the they're kind of the keys of this defense in a lot of ways. They're the guys who are supposed to be able to shut down uh, the out, out, outside stuff. That's what they do. They weren't able to do it in this one. And I think that's, uh, you know, uh, we talked about Slay and kind of giving up that touchdown there, which again, he's a veteran player. He's known for being smart. He, he got fooled. It happens, but it, it sucks that it happened in the Super Bowl. Bradbury, uh, again, if you want to say that holding penalty shouldn't have been a holding penalty, fine, but he should have gotten called earlier. So either way, he committed a bad holding penalty. So I'm not saying they were bad, but just usually they're amazing and they weren't amazing in this one. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, especially too, like we, we thought like, okay, Slay and Bradbury are good. And while I think we both agreed this pass catching group for Kansas City was really underrated, like it had always graded out pretty excellently. Like mm-hmm. we always kind of thought that was advantage secondary for Philadelphia. And even like mm-hmm. we were we were kind of like, okay, Kelsey might have a monster game in this game. Kelsey could absolutely go nuts. It it was just weird that like the big plays came from the wide receivers, right? Like you you, mm-hmm. you didn't think that like like you said, Watson and Schuster and all those guys would come up with the big plays in this game. And Schuster was really good in this game and really impactful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, Isaiah Pacheco, who, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) what, I believe was a seventh round pick this year. Uh, What what a game this, uh, what a fine this guy is. This is why you don't draft running backs in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) their first round running back wasn't even active for the roster, you know. Right, their seventh seventh round round running back back looked like a star. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked amazing. He was electric. He came up with multiple big plays in this one. Yeah, I mean, he was really good. Um, I thought this, you know, it, it was a really fun matchup. I gotta say, I, you know, we talked about this Philadelphia defense. They they have a certain identity to it too, similar to the offense. There's a certain identity to it. They don't really change what they do. They keep people deep. They play with their line of scrimmage and their guys in the secondary. That doesn't really change. And it just felt like that was eventually caught up to them once they faced a really good quarterback and a really good play caller, right? Yeah, and, you know, we talked about, too, about, like, this team is going to get punched in the mouth for the first time uh, all season, and how are they going to handle it? And I think we a, lot of talk, a lot of us talked about, like, okay, how is Hurts going to handle it? He handled it great. He was, he was you know, again, you know, after having some bad, you know, if, you know had some bad moments and then immediately would score touchdowns and things like that. Uh, but the defense, maybe not so much. The defense kind of, again, there was that point late in the fourth quarter where they kind of unraveled, I think it's fair to say. Um, you know, we also have uh, Jacob McKay in the chat saying, uh, what, Penguin Zero spread a an awful video saying officials made a historically awful call. I'm sick of bad officiating, but tonight w- was called right. Praise them. I thought it was a good, well, call. I mean, the refs had some tough calls in this one to make. I thought, um, you know, there were the two holdings that weren't great. I also thought, I, you know, I don't know how you felt about this. Again, we're all over the place tonight, but that's fine. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, we're we're basically well, we have senioritis at this point. Uh, we're just you know yeah. doing what we can. Uh, the the other call I didn't love was actually a review of the, the Devonta Smith catch that got overturned. I didn't love that overturn. It was weird because like I don't know what counts as a third step. I guess because his his yeah. third step because once it's the third step, then it's the completion. Uh, he had possession when like his toe hits the ground, uh, and that would be the third step. But then he's kind of like as he's falling down, his toe hits that. I don't know if that counts as a step or not. And I wish I, I hope the NFL comes out and because I'm assuming they said that didn't count as a step, 
and then he you know lost it when he fell to the ground, which I guess I can understand, but I I would have if it was me, I would have had it that one stand as called and not get uh yeah. not get overturned. I'll be honest, I have no idea what this surviving the ground BS is anymore. Like, you know, just call well, see, whatever I do you want have idea. I look into this a lot and I still can't figure it out. Yeah. I just say call whatever you want complete or incomplete. It, it it all looks like a catch to me. Especially when you slow it down, it looks like it's all a catch and it's like I don't know. There was a lot of plays I could point to where it's like, okay, that looked like it survived the ground, but no, it moved just slightly as he was sliding out of bounds. So it's incomplete now. Or the, you know, my favorite was the Patriots on Thanksgiving game. Hunter Henry's fingers are under the ball, but because the ball rotated, it's not surviving the ground. I mean, th- this crap makes no sense to me. So, I mean, they, 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 for all the years they've tried to figure out this catch rule, they've somehow made it worse. I don't know how they've done it. Yeah, it it just goes back to the uh, just I don't know. This is I'm gonna give my take that everyone hates and everyone gets mad at me every time I give it. Uh, just get rid of instant replay. Just we don't get the calls right anyway. All it does is slow down the game, and then we don't celebrate when a touchdown is because we want to make sure we see the replay before we celebrate. Uh, just get rid of instant replay. Uh, we're, we're there's gonna be wrong calls anyway. Uh, it'll you know whatever controversy draws attention to the sport anyway, and it makes it more exciting. Yeah, Dave Grohl in that Crown Royal. Thing was thanking Canada for replay. I feel like we should blame Canada for replay. Yeah, blame Canada. This is a very South Park thing. Yeah, what, what is Canada doing? Yeah, come on, Dave Grohl. Come on, tell him <laughs> to get rid of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, come on. Uh, again, uh, I know that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, Canada. Classic Canada ruining everything. Yeah. Um, Kids in the chat. Who's Dave Grohl? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the. I don't know. Uh, where else do we want to go with this? I feel like uh, should we talk about the? I don't know. Uh, wh- wh- where do we want to go, Kyle? Is Jonathan Gannon going to be the next Matt Patricia? <laughs> Ooh, uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone's going to be the next Matt Patricia. I think that's one of a kind. Yeah, I don't know. This felt like a very Matt Patricia in 2017 esque performance. I yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, they they got they got some stuff in. Um, they got some stuff in the first half, but yeah, I mean, it just felt like he he was not prepared to coach this game. I thought and call this game. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see that going for because it sounds like he's going to get a head coaching job if the Colts and Cardinals ever decide to hire a coach. Um, but uh, you know that was mainly a joke. Uh, let's let's get into some of the individual guys. Um, let's start with I'm going to go back to this guy. We talked we joked about it at the front, but I'm I'm legit serious. One of the best players on the field tonight was Nick Bolton. Yeah, I mean, this guy was absolutely incredible. I mean, he was all over the field. It seemed like every time they needed a big play, he was in the middle of that tackle, which is kind of what he's done all season. He's that good of a tackler. He's that good of an outball linebacker. And then, of course, we said how amazing Jalen Hurts was in this game. The second Jalen Hurts makes a mistake, Nick Bolton's on the ball ready to take it to the house, and there's nearly mm-hmm. another opportunity for it, too. He, uh, he was really good in this game, despite his defense giving him 35 points. Yeah, no, he uh, yeah he was fantastic. There were so many plays where I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a first down, and then he just made the tackle, or like, oh, I, like you know, he just he's one of those guys where when there's like you know we watch enough football that when we see a specific spot, we're like, okay, the tackle's gonna be like right around there. Like we can kind of just tell it's gonna be like this is you know within like one or two yards of like the. 35 yard line, whatever, you know, just for example. And I feel like he would turn it into the 32 yard line instead of 35. He, he just like, he makes it always quicker than when you expect it to happen. Yeah. This was my Zach Cunningham thing for so many years where 
you know, he ends up with a hundred tackles, but a lot of them are three yards more than you actually expect. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this, this was the complete opposite of it. He had nine tackles and I felt like every one of those nine tackles was insanely important. Yeah. Kiko Alonso, another great, uh, you know, racks up the tackles that are, you know, while he's getting tackled, going, falling backwards. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, it, you know, I completely agree. I thought he was great. People in the chat talked about the, uh, the second fumble. Uh, was it a fumble? I thought that was the right call. I thought that I don't think he had because again, a football move, the way it's defined, and there's actual things you can say, but a football move is you have that second feet down and then commit an act common to the game. That's what it said to me. Uh, I believe it was uh, who was it? That was uh, Miles Sanders. I think pretty clearly yeah. he had put a second foot down and then got hit and lost the ball. I thought that was the right call. Yeah, I mean, turning your head is not a football move. And that's basically right. all he had time to do. And it's mm-hmm. easy to judge super slow motion. Oh, he had plenty of time to do more. Right. He, he legitimately, tur- yeah. he legitimately <laughs> turned his head and got hit. So, yeah, that was incomplete. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, speaking, that was one guy I was pretty disappointed in. Like, you know, how much are you disappointed in a running back in this spot? But Sanders had been pretty awesome for him for Philadelphia this entire season. And this felt like a dud. Like anytime it felt like Kenneth Gainwell was infinitely more important to Philadelphia in this game than Miles Sanders. And I thought this matchup played pretty well into Miles Sanders' hand. And I mean, I don't want to say any scapegoats or anything. I don't think it's anything like that, but it felt like he definitely dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, at, at yeah. on the uh, the fumble. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, yeah. Well, I mean, the running backs in general. Kenneth Gainwell, three yards per carry. Sanders 2.3 yards per carry. Boston's got 2.7 yards per carry, and there were there were running lanes too. It was a weird game. I, it, it's one of those things where I looked at the stats. I'm like, wait, that's only that's the amount of yards they have. Like it felt like it was it was shocking that they weren't able to get more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it was because Hertz had such big plays that we thought like, oh, this was a huge day, and the running mm-hmm. backs just really didn't do much of anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, and again, uh, you know, the, the Nick Bolton definitely was able to to help with all of that, and and you know, uh, there were some weird blocking concepts too, like that fumble. The reason why the fumble touchdown happened was for whatever reason the it was it had you know there was five guys on the line for the Chiefs, five offensive linemen. Okay, quarterback draw seems pretty simple. How you block this? Everyone just blocked the guy in front of you for whatever reason. The right guard goes to help out Jason Kelsey and just leaves Nick Bolton completely untouched. And Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, great veteran move by him to just drop the ball because then then you don't get hit, Kyle. If you just drop the football, then they don't hit you. They just take the ball and run. So that's a that was a smart <laughs> play by him. Uh, and then you know it leads to a touchdown. But like I mean, you know, a cu- just a couple of again getting out smart in the fourth quarter felt like. We talk about all. I think we talked about all season. Eagles don't really beat themselves. Kind of beat themselves in this one. They did, and a lot of it too was kind of like how many delay games did they have in this game? And this was one of those teams mm-hmm. that like rarely ever had those mental mistakes, like delay games, like false starts, like stuff like that. And it just seemed like at the worst time of the season they had that stuff uh, happen in this game. They, I mean, they committed more penalties. You know, even if you took away that holding call, they committed a lot more penalties in this game than Kansas City. Yeah, uh, a lot more, yeah. but a few more. Right, uh, and uh, again, it, yeah, it was six to three. Uh, with total again, it was not a ton of penalties, despite it being accrued at you know all week. I thought we heard oh, going to be a ton of penalties in this one. Uh, not really the the case here. But what, let's talk about big picture here, Kyle. What does okay. this mean for Patrick Mahomes now? Uh, because can you guess the most recent non Patriots team that has won multiple Super Bowls in a four year stretch? 
most recent non-Patriots team to win multiple Super Bowls in a four-year stretch. Uh, before that, I mean, there's a couple 90s teams, right? The Cowboys, definitely. Was there another team mm-hmm. like the Broncos? Yeah, Broncos did it uh, in 88 and 89. Also, the Steelers, uh, they were theirs were four years apart uh, in the mid-2000s. Uh, that was the most recent one. Uh, but but yeah, uh, the you know the first it's one doesn't rare. count. They rigged that one. That was legitimately rigged. Like people, yeah, that one was rigged. Go talk to Seahawks fans. Honestly, that was ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, go back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but the uh, but but the point is that it doesn't happen very often, and it's very rare. And you remember those teams that were able to do it, especially when they've been to five straight uh, conference championships and been to another Super Bowl. Also, uh, I have to say. Uh, Looks great for the Buccaneers as well. The Chiefs winning another Super Bowl. Uh, hope hope they win like seven, not seven. Hope they win like four. Uh, can't can't yeah. pass Brady. Yeah, you got to win. Keep it at three. That's what I prefer. Okay, but I just want to, you know, uh, it just makes it makes our Super Bowl look a little better. I don't know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I just, you know, uh, these are the two teams the Buccaneers have beaten in big games. Anyways, why are we talking about the Buccaneers? Back to the <laughs> back to the Chiefs. Uh, the you know, uh, the Patrick Mahomes of it all, he now has his second Super Bowl ring. There would have been some concern if he lost this one of, you know, is he a playoff choker now? Is he, he you know, struggles to win the big one, the only game that he, you know, he only won one Super Bowl, which again is crazy, uh, unrealistic expectations. But for a guy who is supposed to be the guy, you know, I, I tweeted out at halftime, you want to be one of the goats, here's your opportunity. Uh, he's putting himself in that conversation and he is, we always try to say who is the who is the 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 Manning to Mahomes is Brady, right? But in most eras that doesn't happen. In most eras there is one team. There's the 49ers, there's the Cowboys. You know, that's usually how it works. There's the Steelers, uh not of recent, but you know, back in the day with Terry Bradshaw. That's typically how it works. The Chiefs are the defining uh they are the team of the 2020s. Like they they're just they're that team. They currently are, definitely. I mean, I I do think right now, like, given the amount of parity there is in the league, like, I do think other teams can catch them. And we've seen teams come pretty close. We saw Cincinnati come pretty close. Philadelphia sure. come pretty close. Like, I definitely think teams can catch them. But right now, they are the class of the group right now. Two Super Bowls in four years is nothing to scoff at. And, you know, until they're dethroned consistently, you know, this is going to be one of those teams where – you know, for the next decade, you could probably pencil in the Kansas City Chiefs to make win the AFC West and make a run in the AFC playoffs. And if you pick them to win the Super Bowl every year for the next 10 years, I wouldn't blame you because that's what probably the people did it for the Patriots for 20 years. So it's mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, it's just kind of, you know, how it works. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible. And again, you also think about this. They've lost two AFC championships in overtime. I mean, that's how this team, they legitimately could have been to five straight Super Bowls. They were that close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really were. I mean, yeah. I mean, could you imagine that last season where, you know, they kind of, they, they really did blow that Cincinnati game. Cincinnati played well in the second half. Sure. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, if, a bad day. yeah if, if they, if they're able to win that one and play Los Angeles and potentially win that too. I mean, we're talking, you know, actual dynasties, not two Super Bowls in four years where, you know, I feel like now we want to shove the dynasty word down everyone's throat. This isn't mm-hmm. a dynasty. Everybody calm down. Yeah, uh, Daniel in the chat says they aren't a dynasty. I agree. Uh, I think a dynasty, the convers- I always felt like conversation starts when you win your third championship, and it ends after you've won four. You win four, you're a dynasty. You win three, you're, you're in the conversation. Yeah, um, I agree. 
I didn't hear I didn't hear the word until the Patriots won their third in four years. It, it, yeah, you know, you got to win a third to you know even enter the con- conversation. So yeah, I agree. Because you think about like those that Steelers team, like that's not a dynasty. Like that was a good team that won two Super Bowls and four. Like no one would call them a dynasty. Yeah, the Ben Roethlisberger dynasty doesn't have a ring <laughs> to it. You know. Yeah, well, he technically has two. I guess not a third. Yeah, um, yeah, I I would agree with that. That's just a that's just a nice run. You know, yeah, it's a great run, incredible run. I mean, this has been one of the best runs of all time, Kyle. I mean, it's it's again, the Patriots just went on the best run of all time, so it doesn't look as good in comparison. But like, this is one of the best runs of all time: five straight conference championship games, uh, you know, three Super Bowls and two wins. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it is incredible. It's incredible what they're doing, and I mean, even during and they're not done. Yeah, no reason to believe they're going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. I, I agree that the the recipe is there. The ingredients are there to make the recipe. It's just can it can it be cooked properly? That's the question. You know, if I want to continue that analogy all the way through, you know, can it be cooked? Andy Reid knows how to cook things properly. I bet. I'm not concerned. Um, yeah, maybe. I guess he knows how at to at least if it's cheeseburgers, properly. right? I mean, you look at the meals. I mean, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I should. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we can again uh, to the people that are listening uh, at uh, eleven, uh, twelve fifty-five here on the East Coast. I don't know how many. You know, I think we can be okay. Yeah, I mean, Terry Bradshaw called Andy Reid fat like seven times during the post-game <laughs> Super Bowl announcement. So you know, I think <laughs> I can get away with one. It was very Why? bizarre. He was like. <laughs> Get over here, big boy. He is like waddle over here. It was really weird. Oh, no. Like I'm just like Andy Reid should just punch him in the face right now. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I think and again, just to be clear, Mike cooked properly was just a he loves cheeseburgers and he always talks about that. That's all I was saying. I'm gonna backtrack now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we take it back, Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah, big big Andy Reid fans here. Uh, let's talk about the, the the Eagles and where they go from here. You know. I you kind of were a little more optimistic than I think I am. I always think about this like, listen, you're not in these games too often. You know, every time one of these teams gets here, we think, oh, they're going to be back, uh, you know, a ton of times. Sometimes those teams are. And again, it really depends on if Hurts is really going to be this Jalen Hurts. We, you know, he's looked amazing, but in a small sample size. But I mean, Kyle, I'm just going to read off some free agents uh, for you. Okay. Not all of these are huge, but some of them are. Uh, you have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave. Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Isaac Samello, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, Gardner Minshew. You know, there's a lot of big, uh, huge, you know, free agents here. And they're not that young of a team. Like, they have young, their core is young, but like they have a lot of older players as well. Like, you know, Kelsey might retire. Uh, Jason Kelsey, obviously. Uh, we also have a, you know, this was a chess match and Andy is a grandmaster. Absolutely. Andy Reid was in- incredible. Uh, but, you know, yeah. for the Eagles, this was a, you know, the way I view it, this was a situation where this is a, a team that, uh, you know, is James Brad, if they re sign James Bradbury, is he going to be this James Bradbury? And he's been up and down all his whole career. Is Darius Slay? going to be elite next year. I don't know. Uh, there was a lot that went right for this Eagles team, and I don't know how well they're – I don't think they're going to be as good next year. It's Only very eight well million possible now that I'm looking at the free agents, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, obviously – I mean, the, the interesting thing about this team was is it was a nice bridge between the old Eagles team that won the Super Bowl and a new kind of younger Eagles team that was kind of on 
the precipice of something, right? But now it's mm-hmm. like, okay, do you even even if they're not come like I think Kelsey comes back no matter what, right? Like if he's playing, if he doesn't retire, he's playing his comeback. Yeah, he you know you paying him, but like it, it wouldn't be like would it be that controversial to let guys like Fletcher Cox, um, Brandon Graham go? I think they're going. I, th- I think they're just uh, for sure. I remember Brandon Graham was apparently going to leave uh, last time he was a free agent, but then uh, just it didn't work out and he ended up resigning. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think Hargrave is probably gone at this. I mean, you drafted all these young, you drafted and signed all these young defensive linemen. Uh, and this was kind of the reason is because they replace these older guys, but now you have to replace the older guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that becomes a big thing, but they do have draft picks to use too. So it's not like the sure, cupboard's bare that's true. right now. Like mm-hmm. they have currently two first rounders, a second, third, and two seventh rounders. So I mean they, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a ton of draft picks, but there's a lot of early day picks. Like they could, if you just go first, second, and third round, they could get four new starters just off of that if they hit mm-hmm. on those picks, which is the big if. And then you know you work your cap space how you can, push money down the road. Everybody does the same thing, you know. You can you you mm-hmm. can make cap space work. Well, and here's the the counter argument to my original argument. You have, you know, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith uh, as your core. You also still have plenty of young uh, linemen who are very good. Uh, there still is the hope that Darius Slay could stay, remain elite, and maybe you re, maybe James Bradbury wants to stay. Maybe you know that could work. You still have plenty of good players who are going to be here, and you have debatably the best GM in football right now. So. Uh, th- those are the, th- that's why, well, yes, there's some concerns. I think I might go San Francisco over the Eagles. Now that I say it for who's the favorite right now to win the NFC in a way too early situation. But if there's one team I trust that can put themselves back and having the most talent on their roster, I think it's a team that's, uh, has Howie Rosen as their GM. I would agree with that. I think there's going to be some better teams next season. Um, sure. Personally, I think, you know. I think the NFC looks bad now. I, I want to see the offseason, obviously, before we judge that. But, yeah, San Francisco has a ton of their talent. They still have a lot of guys coming back, too. So that's a big thing for them. And um, I, I I do think this team's going to figure it out. It just seems like it's too well run to all of a sudden fall on their face, right? And, I mean. Well, we said that before. I mean, well, look what happened to them after 2017. Well, the difference is that Carson Wentz fell apart. Yeah, And, exactly. like, I mean, that changed kind of the whole trajectory of that team where. You know, it looked like they had a future MVP candidate, and now he might be out of the league. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts. It all well, comes down to Hurts. Yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts showed that he was excellent in this game, obviously. I think he's mm-hmm. got a bright future. Um, like, will he ever be a top, you know, four, five quarterback in the league? I don't know about that. But he's shown that he can easily be a top 10 quarterback in this league for a long time if he has this skill set. Um not still not the best arm strength. Uh, we saw that in the last play, but um, you know, mm-hmm, still, right. he still has a really good skill set and a unique skill set that's hard to defend. Yeah, and it's so strong. I mean, that that we didn't talk about it. The the two point conversion. Like, I don't know how he got in. I mean, that's just yeah. he's is he the uh, the strongest? Is he the if you're if you had to use a quarterback as a full to run a fullback dive? Is he the one you're choosing? Well, he's like the reincarnation. He's like a smaller Cam Newton, right? Like. That was mm-hmm. Cam Newton's thing. Like, no matter what, if he was within three yards of a play, he's getting it. And right. that's just kind of, you know, Jalen Hurts is like, he's a little smaller, but it seems like he kind of has more of a, he has a dog mentality to him where he's just going to get the yards he needs no matter what. He would he would have fallen on that fumble. Well, 
He he dropped the ball before he could fall on it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was poor Jalen Hurts. Again, it's one of those things. It's so funny how in you know it's just one of those weird situations where like everyone does it, but like you, you just hope it doesn't happen in, like this kind of moment where he was just trying to shift it to hand, you know, actually doing the right thing, making sure he put it in his right arm, put the ball in his right arm to get it away and just drop the ball. Uh, like yeah. you know, Mahomes did basically the same thing in the AFC Championship. Yeah, Ugh, it was tough. I mean. It, it stinks that that's different than the game because he was awesome regardless. I mean, some of the throws he made were just spectacular. Yeah. Kyle, uh, can't pick quarterbacks. Give me an offensive and defensive player of the game for the Chiefs. Uh, defensive player, we talked about it a lot. I'm going to go Nick Bolton. And mm. offensive player of the game, I think it'd be easy to pick Kelsey. I thought he was good in this game. I mean, six catches on six target. But I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco. I think Pacheco kind of flipped okay. this game. I thought when they mm-hmm. started going to him, I thought he was electric, and he kind of flipped this offense a little bit. So I'll go Isaiah Pacheco. If I'm not picking, not picking Mahomes, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, what I take. I, I'd still go Kelsey. I think I know that's more of the safe answer. Although, uh, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony definitely special teams player of the game. He is a special teams player of the game. That's for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he did have that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Very fun season. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, the right team won. I think. I think the Chiefs. This felt like the Chiefs. This felt like a, a Chiefs year. You know, this felt. Like, oh yeah, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. That checks out. Looking forward to the in ten years, people will say the, uh, you know, uh, where, where they were. You'll see Patrick Mahomes with four Super Bowl rings. People will say he actually has zero. And the one they'll use to discredit the way they'll use discredit this one will be the James Bradbury holding. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of how it is. We all got a troll. <laughs> Yeah, and the one thing I say too is like, uh, you know, there's never been a team in the history of sports that has had sustained success and remained likable. It's never happened. There's never been one. We, we'll we'll root for you when you win your first, uh, but the second when you win, when you're second, you're hated. Uh, the Chiefs have earned being hated. Yeah, I think they're in that conversation, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, the the funniest thing about all this was Travis Kelsey after the game trying very hard to convince all of us that the Chiefs were doubted in the series, the Super Bowl in the season like mm-hmm. like they weren't the super bowl favorites who were also like the more popular pick in this game i don't know that was pretty funny was, was it shades of the the julian edelman bet against us after they won their sixth super bowl yeah exactly <laughs> i mean it had a lot to do with like yeah it, i couldn't believe he kept going he said it like four times that people were doubting him like kyle they were one and a half point underdogs in this one oh my god no <laughs> way <laughs> it was uh, one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard yeah, uh, Chiefs weren't already hit. No, Chiefs were when they won their first Super Bowl. They were liked. Yeah. Mahomes was. You, what do you mean? Eh? Mahomes was yeah, so no, likable Mahomes, when he first entered the league. Yeah, Mahomes was very popular at that time. Mm-hmm. That is true. And people were happy about Andy Reid winning his first. That that first year, people loved the Chiefs when they played the Patriots in the conference uh, final and lost. Uh, and then people still that carried over to the next year when they won. Yeah, that's true. DJ said mm-hmm. everyone picked the Eagles. He clearly didn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we we nailed it, Kyle. Uh, it's true. A lot of people picked the Eagles. We were on it. Uh, Kyle, once again, I have won the Pick'em Show. You want the least amount of points. I did it. Third year in a row. Kyle, I'm 5-0 and in my Super Bowl picks uh, since starting this channel. I mean, you want to listen to me when it comes to Super Bowl. Yeah. You got a 50-50 shot. You've nailed it. 50-50. <laughs> I, I at least have like a 55% chance. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Depends on the I year, I guess. 5-0. This felt more 50-50. I I have never missed one. That's true. You're on fire. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna uh, win next year. That's all I care about. <laughs> okay, already we'll focus on the next one. Yeah, what's your favorite uh, pick and show victory? The next one, uh, Kyle. I have to say, you know, in the conference uh, championship, I picked the Bengals to win. You could have gone against me and had it had an opportunity to pick the Super Bowl had you been right. If you did that, uh, you would have been right. You would have picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and you would have won the pick em show. So you made a, a cautious call, and, and it's the reason you lost. It was. I know. I like the Bengals in that matchup, though. You know, mm-hmm. Can't help that they couldn't beat a quarterback on one leg. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daniel said Jackson is creating a dynasty. I mean, we said three, the conversation starts three in a row. Is that a dynasty? Oh, my gosh. People Shows are asking. Them. Shows <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kyle has to go to bed. Uh, Kyle, how's Rihanna? Uh, she was fine. Apparently, okay. she's pregnant or something. Um, yeah, I heard that. I heard that after. I I, I wasn't able to watch most. I, I saw the uh the little floating things. Yeah, I mean, I thought it looked cool. She mm-hmm. uh she didn't do Disturbia, which kind of disturbed me. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, uh, you know mm-hmm. that's that's a good song. Shut up and drive. That's also a classic. Didn't mm-hmm. feel like she, you know, this was supposed to be a celebration of like Rihanna's, you know, career. Felt like uh-huh. we we neglected some of the older Rihanna. I'm a little upset about that. But there was a lot of Kanye songs that were sung in this performance. But uh-huh. of course, Kanye was never going to come out for this performance. Right. <laughs> so that was a little weird. I got to say. Yeah, it would have been funny if they just had like a singer like uh, come on, like the sing the Kanye parts. And then they would have been like people like, I said, Kanye, what's happening? A fake Kanye. <laughs> yeah, fake Kanye, yeah. Uh, well, at the, you know, he was wearing like a veil for a long time. He could have just had someone out in a veil. Just pretend to be Kanye. Maybe. I, I think they probably made the right call uh, there. I saw they played the... Uh, uh, what I, one, I, I watched a little bit of it, and I, I heard that they pl- did Run This Town, which every time I hear that song, there was a... Uh, the, for the longest time, the only uh, available... The only way you could find it on YouTube was on a Kobe Bryant highlight clips uh, thing for whatever reason. And it's like a well-known thing. Like there was like millions of views for the Kobe Bryant thing because they played that song. Uh, so I was thinking about Kobe when I hear that song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one. So um... for a second, I was like, oh, it's a Kobe tribute. I'm like, wait, no, it's just a, it's, it's her song, Jackson. <laughs> this, yeah. like, this is only for people, losers like you who go on the Internet all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit of an interesting one. I mean, that that's just how I felt, you know. Felt like we could have done some roller work, but it was good. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, before we let before I let you go, uh, on a scale of one to ten, and you can use decimal points, uh, how would you rate this season of football? Last season was ten out of ten. Last season was the best season of all time uh, in terms of entertainment value. Where are you at? Entertainment value. I'm gonna go eight point one out of ten. Okay. I thought the biggest thing this year was it felt like every game was within one score, which mm-hmm. is probably, you know, you know, backs up the NFL is scripted or whatever it is. People say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I felt like every game was within like one score. Um, and that was fun. Um, there was a lot to talk about. There's a lot of controversy. It felt like this season, but I thought it was a pretty entertaining season all the way down to the end. Yeah, I think I would go with a. I'll go with like a. I don't know, like maybe like an eight point six. I'll say I'll go, I'm a little higher than you. I think that it was a great season. Like you said, a lot of great games throughout. Uh, the wild card round was a lot of fun with the you know the Jaguars comeback. Uh, the Giants Vikings game was a blast. Uh, the Ravens Bengals and Dolphins Bills both were surprisingly good. But I think since then we didn't really get a. 
I think the closest we had to an instant classic was this one. But the issue is this one didn't stick to ending. I thought same thing with like Chief, Bengals Chiefs. Both of the endings were kind of weird in those games. I think if there wasn't a great like, you know, uh, last minute touchdown or something like that, or like, you know, both the final plays in this one were kind of penalties, which sort of made it a little bit, uh, took a little bit of the wind out of its sails. But I would still say it was it was a blast. And I also loved how, you know, yeah. I like seasons where what happens feels like it was more than just that one year. And I think Mahomes winning yeah. his second, that kind of, that makes it feel grander than if it was the Eagles just winning one, which would have still been very cool. Uh, but, you know, th that's just kind of how I view sports. Yeah, I think that's fair. Was the best game this season the Jaguars Chargers one? That one was good. Uh, I I I think I think yeah. I mean, in a weird way, the Jaguars Titans the week before was was for like you know that one was like the most fun but dumbest game. I think I agree. I think that that was probably because you have to factor in the stakes of you know playoff game and then th that comeback and you know it was a great ending to I, I would say so. Yeah. That's also probably the problem that the best game of the season was, uh, you know, not not necessarily the biggest market teams. I mean, as far as like popularity, I, I'm going to say, dude, I think this game might have been the best game of the season. Uh, it, you know, the Super Bowl was an awesome game. It just it didn't stick to the the, the, yeah. the it didn't stick the landing. Yeah, like I said, the the only weird thing about this game was it went so fast, and that's kind of how the Eagles mm -hmm. like things, right? They they like possession to run, but uh -huh. it was just uh, it was so bizarre how that kind of played out that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but I had, I had a great time with this one. I just wish yeah. that you know we got to see Hertz go down the field one more time. That, then it would have been. I mean, I was wondering for a second. I was like, is this going to be go down as the greatest Super Bowl ever? It had a chance to. Yeah, it definitely did. There was a few better ones, I thought. You know, overall, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it would have been even if Hertz didn't end up winning the game or tying the game. Just get you know, seeing him have the chance to go down and win this game with the way he had played, I thought that would have been really fun. Yeah, I still say uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine, uh, Seahawks Patriots. That that's number one. That was a great one. Um, the Cardinals Steelers one. Yeah, where like Larry Fitzgerald was literally trying to drag the Cardinals to a Super Bowl. Uh huh. That, that was awesome. And the uh, Panthers Patriots, Panthers Patriots in two thousand three, is one of the more underrated, like amazing games of all time. Yeah, that that one was definitely that one's definitely up there. Uh, you know. Uh, what are the other, uh, you know, uh, when the Patriots beat the Rams a few years ago, that one was great. <laughs> if you love good old defensive football, the only thing yeah. with, uh, you know, people are going to bring up 28 to three that, I mean, the, the mm -hmm. excitement at the end was awesome, but like that game looked like a dud for the first like 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, I would still, yeah, that's like, that's, it's the one that if you're rewatching it, you're starting it, uh, in the four, in the third quarter. Yeah. The the Eagles Patriots game too. That was another. Yeah, I was thinking about that one as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that one was definitely up there. Uh, you know, been a lot of a lot of good ones. You could throw the you know, uh, the Ravens 49ers kind of had the same issue that twenty eight to three did of like, but they, you know, it still came down to the final you know final minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a good one. I mean, there was the blackout too, which made it even weirder. Uh -huh. um, so I mean, we've had a lot of good Super Bowls this. The last time the Chiefs won, they were down ten points with seven minutes left. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco was legitimately a foot away from winning that game too. So yeah, I mean, it was. We've had a lot of good Super Bowls this century, which is saying something because like these aren't always necessarily great games. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, the, the hits. You know, it felt historically 
Like when I was a kid, uh, everyone said, ah, the Super Bowl is always boring. Like that's never, you know, like, uh, you know, that was kind of the, the narrative was that the Super Bowls always suck. But really, I mean, in the past 20 years or so, we've had some great ones. Uh, how about the, uh, you know, the Giants knocking off the undefeated Patriots? That was one of my first, uh, first football memories. Uh, I just thought that was so amazing. Like, you know, little Jackson watching the, and seeing the, the undefeated team losing the Super Bowl, which in hindsight, I kind of feel bad. I kind of wish the, the Patriots won that. I don't remember the game. Yeah, gotcha. That that one's one where I kind of feel like I don't know. Uh, if if it happened today, I'd be rooting for the team to pull off the undefeated thing. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy Moss right. almost caught like a ninety-yard touchdown in that game too. Um, mm-hmm. You know that was that was the heartbreaker. Um, the um, what was the other one I was thinking of too? Um, yeah, I mean historically, like. You know, more games are like, you know, if you go back this century, like the, the Broncos, uh, Seahawks, and the like Bucks Raiders, mm-hmm. like those right. are kind of the duds. And more oh, times than Chiefs. not, that's how the, yeah, the, you know, more times than not, that's kind of how the game goes, but not, not always. Yeah. Honestly, even last year's was amazing. The Rams, uh, Bengals, that one literally came down to, you know, two, uh, two uh, Rams were down in the final two minutes, and then the Bengals were, were a yard away and couldn't get it done. Uh, a lot of great Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of good ones, and um, this was another one. You know, despite the, you know, as frust- I think it's okay to be frustrated with the call at the end of the game, but I don't want that to take away from what was a really fun game for, you know, 59 minutes and, you know, 50 seconds. Yeah, I think I think the call happened a little bit earlier than that, but yeah, uh, it, it was like right. two minutes yeah. left. But but yeah, no, I, I get, the, but I, I get the main point. Yeah, uh, totally agree. This is this was fantastic. Uh, it was only a couple points away from being the highest scoring uh, game of all time. And again, Mahomes building his legacy, uh, just like I am with the Pick'em Show, three and zero, five and zero with my Super Bowl picks. Uh, again, people are saying am I the greatest at picking Super Bowls of all time? Uh, and then people are answering yes. That's that's what's happening out there. So uh, you know, great stuff by me. Okay stuff by you. Yeah, I'm going to work hard this offseason. Going to hit the gym. Going to hit the study book. Going to hit the film. We're going to be mm. ready to go. Yes, we will be back next year. And we're still doing this show uh, in the offseason. We do not stop. Uh, we're going to go down to one one time a week, though. That's what we do. We you know the, we can't do two shows a week. The, we'll, the content will get saturated. We like to leave you wanting a little bit more here on the, on the Sideline Podcast. That's typically our mindset. So, uh, do you want to do, uh, let's do Wednesdays, uh, to be our typical day. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, whenever you want to do, I'm fine. Okay. I'm uh, yeah. I mean, last year we did Wednesdays at, at starting at five. We could do that again, or we could do something else. Uh, I'll definitely have, to, we'll discuss off air, you know, once I get my calendar, okay, set, sure. but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we will let you know when should our next podcast be done. Um, do you want to take a week off or do you want to come back Wednesday? I'm fine with whatever I can do. We could take a week off. We can, we can come back in just a couple of days, whatever you want, Kyle. Um, what do we got to talk about Wednesday? We'll come back Wednesday. We'll figure it out. Let's for now plan to come back Wednesday, the 15th. We don't, there'll stop. be storylines. Talk yeah. about uh, what Aaron, I guess Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll, he'll be in darkness at that point. I believe, I believe he's, he waited until after the Super Bowl to go into, uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, a dark house. I, I'm still confused about that. So, should we wait then so he he's back to watch it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, is he? Well, uh, the thing is, he's saying he's in a house, uh, like it's like what a darkness retreat, but 
does that mean that there's like no lights in the like is he just maybe having no electricity but the sunlight comes through is he blocking the windows that's my confusion i don't know that feels like it that just feels like multiple stub toes waiting to happen i'll be honest (laughs) yeah i I don't know uh i hope i hope he ends up all right yeah i just uh i don't know that's that's just kind of how i feel i don't he's a weird guy i don't know i don't know how to judge weird people that's that's just kind of how i feel about the situation I don't know or he, people none think. of this is true, and he just finds it hilarious that people believe it. Yeah, he's he's just, you know, at his multi-million dollar mansion living it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it should be interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how he does with the Jets next year as well for one year, and then he goes to play the Vikings. Uh, play, play the Vikings, that'll be fun. <laughs> he's got to stick to the script, the NFL script, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, uh, NFL script writers did a great job this year. Kyle, let them know where they can find us on Twitter before we head out. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter. That is at Jackson Kruger. Make sure to follow me at by Kyle Gronin. And make sure to follow the account page at on the sideline JK. That's at on the sideline JK. Yes. Uh, of course, if you like audio only podcasts, anywhere you get the audio only feed, it's on the sideline podcast. Check that out. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, that should be available. Also, uh, if you're staying up late here tonight, if you're a Chiefs fan who's pumped up about the victory, plenty of content coming out tonight. I'm I'm uh, not going to sleep. I'm just getting woken up here, Kyle. I'll, I'll be up all night posting plenty of content. So if you want to stay up or, if you know, in the morning, definitely uh, check out this channel. There'll be plenty of content. I got a, you know, working on a Travis Kelsey film study now. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I will not be staying up. I will check out some of it in the morning. And okay. um, I hope there's a Nick Bolton video for me. So that's all I care. Okay. About. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll title it. Uh, this video is for Kyle and that that's how it'll be. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Again, thank you to everybody. We do appreciate it. Kyle, final thoughts. Fantastic NFL season. Um, you know, looking forward to the next one. You know, I, I didn't do the day counter thing, but, you know, looking forward to next season. Oh, man. The next, we're in the off season. I just realized that. We got draft stuff coming up. It's Draft time is You're one right. of our more fun times. We talk, we, yeah. we get heated in the draft. Oh, we, we do. Yeah. talk about Kadarius Tony as the number one receiver. <laughs> hey, I've had some right takes too, uh, Kyle. Uh, not a lot, but I've had some. The Trayvon Walker take looks pretty good so far. Yeah, that looks good. We we mm-hmm. we've had some right. We've had some wrong. We were both wrong with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been watching some quarterback tape, Kyle. Uh, my first reaction: not really sure what uh, what pe- why people like will leave us. Leave us. Levis, yeah. <laughs> Levis, yeah. I, I don't know if I get it. Uh, am I missing something? I've watched like four of his games. Uh, he does not look that great. Um, nothing you're going to watch on tape is going to impress you with Will Levis. Okay. There, well, that seems like a bit of a concern. There, There is not a single game I could point to you. There are a bunch of videos of him in shorts where oh. he throws absolute lasers and... I mean, look, actual lasers. Like he actually throws lasers. <laughs> yes, I mean the way the ball comes off his hand is incredibly impressive. But so, it's not that impressive on tape. That's that's the thing. Like <laughs> everyone is now. I mean this this is the conversation I brought up the other day with you, where like the conversation on these toolsy athletes that we're putting at quarterback is becoming mm-hmm. the debate. Do we get someone like a you know this was the Josh Allen debate? Do you get guy with the, the athletic specimen try and make him a quarterback? And that's the Will Levis argument to me. Yeah, listen, I haven't seen all of Will Levis's tape uh, again. I, if, if, I know you have to go. Uh, sorry for keeping you up, but uh, uh, the you know my my thing about that, like Josh Allen, 
okay, he had real issues coming out of college, but he still like showed his cannon for an arm and his great athletic ability in college, right? Like, you know, Levis, you say he has a big arm. People keep people say like, oh, he can throw the ball 80 yards. When I see him so often, he's putting so much air under it that uh, defensive backs are able to get back to the ball. Yeah. I would I would watch last his junior year because they basically that's the what other I heard. Thing, I watched one of yeah. his games, but that's what I heard. Yeah. The big thing is his senior year, they lost their entire offensive line. And I think that's gotcha. receiver. And it um, shows. I mean he's in it's a yeah. tough situation. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it's Mark Stoops is not really known as the most aggressive play caller at all. He's a defensive court guy. Um mm-hmm. so I, I would watch his junior year and I mean, that's probably like there are there are moments that it pops and it's impressive. But at the same time, I agree. I'm not talking myself into it. I don't believe in it. But yeah, yeah. I will. You know, if he if he's amazing, I will be the first to admit that I'm wrong. It's just not the kind of profile that I'm going to talk myself into believing in. He's the one who puts mayonnaise in his coffee, too, right? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, psychopath. Like, no, don't. Yeah. Undraftable. <laughs> yeah. Move him to the seventh round. <laughs> yeah maybe if you're luck i don't know uh maybe i'll see more and change it's happened before where like i didn't love mac jones when i first saw his tape and then uh uh really liked it uh so i don't know uh, it should be interesting but yeah um will uh Stestin bennett make it uh to the nfl think it's the first rounder kyle no no he's not <laughs> he was, i'm pretty sure he's older than these two quarterbacks i don't know uh no he is uh you're going to see a lot of Jake Fromm and Stetson Bennett. A little, okay. little more athletic, but a lot I've seen, of I've seen a bit of him because I've, you know, I watched the big games. Yeah, um, he'll he'll probably make a roster, but I don't think he's going to last. Yeah, I like what I saw out of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. They both have issues. They're neither, they're not perfect prospects, but they seem. Uh, I like what I've seen from them so far. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think there's a perfect prospect, but I do think it's better than last year. Yeah, for sure. Should should be exciting. Very excited for all the draft uh, talk. I'll tell you who the next Trayvon Walker is potentially, uh, and and probably who the next Zach Wills. I'll tell you uh, who the next Mahomes is, and then they'll they'll turn to Zach Wilson. Yeah, can't wait for that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, should be should be great. Uh, again, uh, say what you want about us. We do not uh, give uh, weak opinion. We do not give uh, casual opinions uh, or uh, what? What am I looking for? Uh, cautious opinions when it comes to the draft. Listen. Safe safe takes are not remembered. It is the bold right. that are remembered. So hey, my, my running back takes Dam, uh Damian Pierce running back one. Uh look at me. You're on you loved Ramondre Stevenson too. I mean Tyler yeah. Algier is another guy, like he's gonna <laughs> say, like they're they're you you've had some hits. And I don't care. I I'm like I'm like, who cares about running backs? Whatever, don't draft these guys, but here's who's probably the best, and then I've nailed it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why not. Why is that why can't I get quarterbacks? Uh because nobody, if anybody could guess quarterbacks correctly, they'd have an NFL job right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's the well, problem. That's really the thing is, like, I'm watching like, uh, you know, uh, like like CJ Stroud. I'm like, okay, yeah, these are his issues, and we'll get more into it once we get into the draft stuff. Like, okay, these are the issues. Is he going to get better? I don't know. Like, like, how am I supposed to know this? How am I supposed to know if this guy's supposed to get better? And same thing with Bryce Young. It's like, okay, I see what you're good at. I see what you're bad at. Are you going to get better? Uh, I don't know. Draft him and hope it works out. Yeah. So, uh, you know. It, I feel like we do say this every year, but I do feel like it's especially true. There are two guys in 2024 class that I would take over any of the guys this year. Okay, well, good because uh, you know we're uh, Buccaneers looking for Kyle Trask. I mean, this is this is you know 2024 draft class. We're we're ready to go. Hey, you you'll if if it happens, you'll really enjoy Caleb Williams. So enjoy that. 
Okay. Well, well, well I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to all of next season. Should be a lot of fun. Again, uh, thank you to everybody. Really, uh, again, thank you for, for all of you who listen every week. You know, I hear some people saying, like, this is their podcast they like to listen to, uh, which is very cool to think. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, we do this. I think it's sometimes weird to, like, put ourselves like actually people listen to this, you know, it feels like it's just us talking and then there's just, you know, these uh, things on the side that, you know, comments on the side, but it is very cool to hear all the people that uh, say to listen to it. And we appreciate all of you, even, even the ones who hate listen, uh, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. If it, I'll take hate listeners over no listeners. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, good. Cause if we, if we didn't, then we'd have no listeners. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all we got is hate. <laughs> no, no, no people. Some people like us. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe some people <laughs> like us. I like you, Kyle. Uh, thank you. I like you too, Jackson. This All right. Per- what a way to end it. Yeah. What a way to end it. Usually we end it with some after someone says something stupid. Uh, so let's end it now before that happens. Thank you to everybody again. We appreciate it. Do I need a new? I think I need a new outro. You don't like seeing time to- alligator. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't like it. It's it's what, it's what I'm stuck with. I really think it's a bad outro. Um. Are you a fan of Peace Out Girl Scout? Okay, let's let's try it. Let's 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 try it. Uh, okay, thank you to everybody. We do appreciate it. Until next time, peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> peace. <laughs>